got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. I'm oftentimes tempted to just let the song play all the way through. Welcome to the Degenerate Podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with Delco's own handicapper extraordinaire, Fantasource, who fell below 500 with his three-team tees last week. Now, you have to remind me what yours was. I, I remembered what mine was. I don't remember what yours was. Uh, yeah, my, my three games last week were uh, Panthers minus one, which we both had that. And right. That was a winner. Uh, Browns Bears over thirty four and a half, and that went way over up to it was thirty eight thirty eight to thirty one final. So that yeah. was a winner. And then I had those E A G L Eagles plus four and a half, and they uh, that's right. The must win game turned into a must not get blown out game. <laughs> yeah, not winning. So yeah, getting the four and a half uh, obviously wasn't enough, and they were close there. They, towards the end of the game, they were uh, making a run to. You know, in the middle of the third to kind of get back into it, but it just never happened. And the Vikings won big, and yeah, so I lost two and one, moved us to uh, yeah five and six on the on the season. And I got mine. Mine was I had Seahawks. I think that was, ended up being minus a half or something like that, or it was a pick. Uh, you were getting plus three on. Oh, the that's right. Seven on the road, yeah. And then I had Panthers, and I had I sort of squeaked it out. I mean, I had Falcons. I think plus three was it, uh, but you know, I, it still won. But I had the Falcons as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, you did. Yeah, it's always a good feeling when you when you win the teaser bet, but the actual point spread loses. You yes. It's like, oh, I got the, I took the points. I knew I needed them, and I got the win. Well, so, yeah. I was so excited when I saw the Redskins going for two. I was like, oh, no matter what happens here, I'm good. I'm good. Yes, yes. At the end of the game, there they're down one. I'm like. Don't kick the feet because if they kick the point and then you go to overtime and they score a touchdown, I'm screwed. So that, them going for two, whether they got it or didn't get it, I was I was home free. So it was a good feeling. It's not I didn't have any money on it or anything, but it's a, it's a good feeling to at least get it right. So before we get to this week's three team teasers, Fantasaurus thought it would be a good idea at this point to sort of go over the Super Bowl odds and see if there's any value there at all. The Seahawks have emerged as it's been it started off I think the year started off as Denver and San Francisco were co-favorites and then when Denver lost and Seattle won pretty convincingly when Seattle went on that run Seattle ended up as the favorite and they've sort of stayed there so Seattle is plus 150 and the Broncos are right there at plus 200 I don't think there's there's particular value in either one of those do you? Not at this point. Uh, Seattle is probably, you know, they're obviously the law, the uh, the big favorite in the NFC, and, and plus 150 is not going to really get you anywhere. No. Um, and Denver, yeah, I mean, plus 200, you know, basically two to one. Uh, I don't I don't see that as value either. Um, I think what what you would look at at this point is a little bit longer shot, and just kind of knowing, at least in the NFC, that you're 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 going to go through Seattle. So you got to have to have a team that uh, can win in Seattle, and 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 basically, you know, beat beat the Seahawks at home and and that's really the biggest that's your biggest hurdle I think getting to the Super Bowl game itself is probably all you're hoping for if you bet a long shot um the Saints at 13 to 1 I kind of looked at as a possibility um at least it's in a dome if they're on the road at least they're a dome team you know yeah right? yeah yeah, I mean they're, they're, they they could win that game. They have the talent. They have the you know they have the veteran team. They've been there before. You know Drew Brees, 
Um, and at 13 to 1, it might be a, a pretty good value there. Um, another another kind of long shot, if you want to really roll the dice and look at Green Bay at 20 to 1, still not even in the playoffs yet. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. But Aaron Rodgers might be coming back and, you know, getting him back at the playoffs, you know, at the end of the season, beginning of the playoffs. They're a whole different team when he's the quarterback. So throw away the middle of the season when he was hurt, and you know you might have a good sleeper there at twenty to one. Yeah, and I wanted to look at you mentioned going through Seattle. That's what makes it tough about the NFC teams is that I look at them and I want like I I want to say San Francisco at seven to one. You're talking about a team that was you know the the preseason favorite. I I want to like them to get there, you know, but I I just can't. I can't imagine them winning in Seattle. That's that's my problem. And then when I go to the AFC teams, you know, I don't believe in the in the in the Patriots anymore. I just with Gronk out, it just it seems impossible to me. I don't believe in the Bengals at all. I don't believe in the Chiefs. I, honestly, I look at the Ravens at plus two thousand, and I think at, at twenty to one, and I think, well, you know, they looked terrible going into it last year. You know, they they didn't look good in the play. They didn't look good at the, the end of the regular season at all. 20 to 1, I, I don't know. The, those are the, the ones, but I, I feel like I just I can't take anybody in the NFC to win in Seattle. I just feel like I'm, I'm wasting money. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think Baltimore um, is an option. I mean, yeah, they have, you know, they, they've been you know, pretty up and down all season, but they have the veterans, they have the history of getting it done in the playoffs, and it seems like they're just not phased. I mean, they, they go. You know they they can go out to Denver and win, which they did last year. They can go to New England and win. They can you know they can they can win these road games that they need to because they've done it before. So so at twenty to one and a team that's just super hot um, might not be a bad option. Uh, looking at you know looking at what else is out there and there really and like you said there really isn't a lot of, of of value or teams that you think at the top could get it done. Like the Patriots, you're correct about Gronkowski. It's a whole different team without him. The Chiefs, I mean, they're just, I don't know about the Chiefs. They seem like smoke and mirrors at this point. Not bad, but not great, not good enough to win playoff games on the road. Um, they had an easy schedule earlier in the year, and they got a big jump out, you know, 9-0, and and, and we're rolling, but then they kind of fell to earth. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking at <clears throat> at long shots, you know, one of them, I don't know, I mean, do you, do you look at a team like at, at Baltimore and Green Bay? And possibly, I mean, you don't see any value at the top. Um, San Fran and Seattle, they've seen each other a lot, so it won't be a big a big deal for them to go into Seattle and win. But I don't think anybody's going up there as a favorite. I think they're all going to be pretty large, you know, pretty, pretty decent underdogs going into that game uh, in Seattle, whether it's a championship game or a playoff, you know, uh, uh, a mid-round game. Um, you know, yeah, just a win. So yeah, I mean, you know this better than me, but I, looking at the teams going into Seattle, I feel like if the Saints went into Seattle, they're what six point underdogs, seven. I, I mean, I feel like every team, even the Niners, I think are are six going into Seattle. I can't imagine anyone going into Seattle and being less than that, unless the two games they play to get there, they're just you know wildly impressive you know if the saints just go into the playoffs and dominate until they go into seattle but i you know picking a, a, a touchdown underdog to to win it just i don't know i just it did it doesn't feel very likely to me yeah i mean seattle when they played in week two seattle played at home against the 49ers they were laying uh three points and then when when the saints went into seattle two weeks ago i guess it was the monday night game they were laying six 
So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at somewhere around a touchdown, maybe a little less with the 49ers depending on the injuries. But, but yeah, you're, you're looking at, at underdogs, um, you know, pretty, you know, just going in just to win. A, uh, we all know about Seattle's home field advantage. So, I mean, right. it's, it's obvious at this point that they're going to get a, a line in their favor, um, factoring that all in, you know. And, and then, um, yeah, Seattle as a, as a home team, um, you know, has been very dominant the past couple seasons. They'll definitely be favored. Uh, the atmosphere there is is one of a kind. So I think Seattle right now is the favorite, and I, there's no value there at at at, at plus one fifty. But they seem like the most logical choice, uh, at least in the NFC, to get to the Super Bowl. And I think that's the best chance of of any of these top teams to you know to, to win it. There's a lot of could be's and maybe's, but I think Seattle's the one team you could say is, yeah, pretty confident that if they can get to the playoffs, which they probably should. They should be the favorite team in the playoff in the Super Bowl, and uh, they probably could uh, could get it done. I think this could be their year. I think it's funny though that they have that they have that huge dominant home field advantage, and then they're going to have to end up playing. I mean, the one year that they have the Super Bowl in a <laughs> cold weather city outside, you know that yeah. that they could, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, dome teams outside in the cold just and it, it would be hilarious if it was Seattle against Denver with Denver having the Peyton Manning outside, you know, curse in the winter and Seattle being a dome team on the road. It should be it it would be it would be an interesting an interest for a, a on a on a bet, it would be interesting to watch the game, but on a gambling level, I think it would be pretty interesting too because of all the 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 conflicting trends, you know. I think the last time the weather impacted a Super Bowl was when Manning played the Bears and it was pouring rain. Uh, I think that was the last time I remember where the weather actually kind of meant a little bit. It wasn't indoors or just you know sunny and, and warm. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm kind of cheering hopefully as a fan for a little bit of a, a weather event that weekend. That would be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it would be. So you want to do you want to do three team tees here? You want to you want to get this done? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the way it works with a three-team tease is you have to bet three games, but and you have to win all three games, but when you do that, you get to swing the line 10 points in your favor either way. So if a team is a five-point underdog, they're getting five points, you could make them get 15 points. Or if you want to bet the favorite, you would get five points. You could also swing the, the total each way, but the trick is that you have to win all three games, which is sort of why it makes it a sucker bet, but it's sort of why it makes it so much fun, right? Uh-huh. So are, do you have, have you given me games to guess again? Because you have know I love it. trivia. Yeah. Yes. All right. First game. What do we got? Okay. First game. So the first game, we're looking at a team that is uh, undefeated at home against the spread this season on the regular uh, point spread line. And they are playing a team that has not won a road game all season. Ooh. A team that hasn't won a road game all season. Well, I mean, my obvious guess when you say undefeated at home against the regular spread is to say the Seahawks. That is incorrect. Ah. All right. Well, then the other guess, I don't have another guess. What is it? This game is the Cincinnati Bengals. Over the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. All right. That makes sense. It would make sense the Vikings haven't won a road game. I'll tell you, man, no, I, I like this one, but I don't. The, I know you got preseason money on the Bengals. I don't like the Bengals one bit. I don't like the Bengals one bit. 
This is this is the game. I don't know what your other two games are, but this is the one that's going to make me nervous. So this would give you the Bengals plus one and a half. I would be having Bengals plus one and a half. Yeah, and the reason I I went with this is you know we're looking at at a situation with with Cincinnati. Um, you know they are in a they are in a must win situation. This, this, there's no like well we could lose one and and next week really matters. You know they they win you know if they win the one o'clock game and the Ravens lose the later game to the Patriots. The Bengals will win the division. So so if they win early and they can sit back and maybe maybe by chance the Ravens lose, uh, they can clinch the division. So so this isn't you know next week they play they play the Ravens and that's huge. Uh, both teams win. The winner of that gets the division. So the Bengals have two weeks to two games back to back here that are very important to them. And yeah, I mean, I looked at it mostly because of um, the home and away records with with Cincinnati. I mean, they're at home. They're six and zero straight up, six and zero against the spread, and obviously six and zero on the teaser line. And their average margin of victory at home is uh, sixteen points. Uh, and they're the only team in the NFL right now that's undefeated and untied at home against the spread. The Saints have a have a tie. They're six zero and one. But the Bengals, yeah, at home on the road, they're three and five. Uh, they've lost. Uh, they're lo- they have an average score of of losing twenty one to nineteen, uh, and they're two and five and one against the spread on the road. So at home they're one team. On the road they're another. Um, and you look at them like, oh, well, maybe they had an easy schedule. But, they, you know, they beat the Steelers at home. They beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers at home. They beat the Patriots at home, and they beat the Colts. So they had four, you know, four pretty good home wins uh, this season uh, on top of, you know, beating uh, the Browns and, and uh, I think the Jets they also beat. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I like that, and I see the Vikings. They're 0-6-1. They had a push on the road earlier this year, straight up uh, a tie. Uh, they're the only team in the league without a road win this season, and they're giving up 30 points per game on the road. So uh, I think the Bengals, you know, come in with a reason to win, an advantage at home, playing against a team that's. I mean, I don't know if the the Vikings have packed it in. They didn't look like they packed it in last week. No, week. no, was a home game, and this is a road game. And, right. You know, maybe this is this is kind of a week where they. You know, Peterson's probably going to play. I keep saying, yeah, he's he's most likely going to play, and maybe that's it. That's an issue. He could be a factor, but um, I, I just I don't see the the Bengals defense, which is pretty good. They're number five overall. Uh, they're number six against the pass, and number number or number six against the rush, and number ten against the pass. So I think they should be able to handle the Vikings this week and just get a win. I mean, I'm getting a point and a half. Um, just win the game, and uh, that's kind of all we're uh, you know that's kind of all we're we're looking for in this game. Yeah, well, I mean, again, this is one of those uh, whatever. I'm just I'm I'm expressing my concern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I I just like I can't figure the Bengals out for anything, man. I just I cannot. So, <laughs> but but they have everything to play for. The Vikings don't have anything to play for, and those teams that don't have anything to play for at the on the road toward the end of the season seem like you know they just want to go home. You know yeah. what I mean? So outdoor indoor team playing outdoors on the road, possible weather factor maybe not it looks like it's going to be warmed up this weekend across most of the the east and maybe into cincinnati so i don't think weather will be an issue but yeah on the road with you know their three and ten or whatever their record is um yeah i just think the Bengals can uh, can get it done and just win the game i don't covering the the eight point spread i don't know but just winning the game i think that's something that can happen all right game number two okay game number two so game two one of these teams has won 11 straight division home games on the teaser line and they're 17 one and one on the teaser line since 2007 uh, in division games. And then the other team, when they're playing against a division opponent, 
uh, on the teaser line, if you bet against them, you bet against this team in a teaser, you're 21-2 and two since 2006. So I picked this. There's a lot of division games this week, so it doesn't really give it, a, give it exactly away. So hopefully there's one of these games you can figure out what it is. I don't have any idea. I don't have... Well, okay. All right. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's not... Well, okay. There's a lot of things that I don't think it is. I'm just going to go ahead and say... Again, that it is Seattle versus the Cardinals. When in doubt, pick Seattle. There we go. It is All the right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks this week. Um, you know, the line's ten and a half, and we're gonna we're gonna drop that down to be Seattle minus a half point. Yeah. Playing at home against the Cardinals. Um, Seattle has. You know, they win this week. They'll clinch home field advantage. Uh, the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are nine and five. They're still alive for the playoffs. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. And kind of what makes you think about that? Like, oh, they're pretty good. Their record's good. It's a division game. Their defense is very good, and they're still getting ten and a half points. So, makes me think that you know this game will, may not be as close as as people expect, and, and it may and the ten and a half points may not come into play um, here. I, I think. Holy you know, a crap! Things- How are the Cardinals nine? And, you said that. And I was like, the Cardinals aren't nine and five. And I went and I looked it up, and they are. That's unbelievable. Yeah, nine and five. I was surprised too when I saw because all you you don't really think of them as a you know as a team that 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 wins. You just no, think, oh, and they're in a tough enough. division too. I mean, like that that NFC West with the Seahawks, the Niners, even the Rams are pretty good for a bad team. You know, that's unbelievable. That is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, they, they, they have um, you know they have some decent wins this year. I mean, they beat um, they. Uh, they they beat Tennessee, they beat the Lions, they beat Carolina, so they're not bad. I mean, last yeah. week, you know, this this defense that that they're expecting um, to be, you know, to be their their uh, upside this week. You know, they gave up 34 points to Tennessee last week. They gave up 24 points when they played the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. They gave up 32 points at San Francisco. So in road games. Um, they're really not as good as they are at home, and they gave up 31 points to the Saints on the road. So, so I look at it as you know they're on the road, and then they have some injuries that might be an issue this week. Where uh, Larry Fitzgerald got a <clears throat> concussion at the end of the game last week, so he's probably going to play. He's still going through those concussion tests, but they're expecting him to play. Uh, but Carson Palmer has a sprained ankle and uh, played through it last week, and we'll maybe probably play this week but i mean do you want to send a gimpy quarterback into seattle to kind of try to avoid that pass rush um i just don't see how you know how the cardinals will be able to put up enough points to to win the game yeah. seattle gives up 12 points per game at home in the last two years and they're 14 and 0 straight up um over the last two years at home too so you know they're just the dominant team at home um, and they're just, you know, I, I think this is the kind of game where they can, they, they smell blood, they know they can get this win, clinch home field, uh, and just, you know, and be and be ready to rest next week. Um, and the yeah. Cardinals, um, since week nine of last year, as road dogs of seven plus points, they're zero and six, and they've lost by an average of twenty one points. So they're not that good on the road. And then last time, the last last time they played in Seattle, they lost fifty eight to nothing last year, week fourteen. Um, they got blown out. So, uh, yeah, so I see Seattle just at home. I'm looking for them just to win the game. They still have reasons to play. Maybe not next week, but this week they have a reason to play uh, to get home field advantage. Um, and I found one, if you want to get a really interesting trend that may or may not mean anything, but uh, since 2011, uh, in weeks 10 to 17, yeah, home teams with a 
plus 750 home winning percentage, playing a team that's 500 or, or higher winning percentage, when the line is over seven, the home team is 11-2-1 against the spread. Wow. So, so that just means, okay, you have a good team, a very good team, playing a good team, and the line is high, and the, that very good team at home just gets it done. They're just, they're just better. So sometimes you have teams that have a good winning percentage. Maybe the Cardinals fit into this. They have a good winning percentage, but they might not be that good of a team. So, right. um, so yeah, I think the Cardinals at home, um, you know, to win the game, I think that's something that, that, that can happen. You know, since 2011, any home favorite of 10 plus, 10 plus points um, is 54 and 8 on the teaser line. Uh, winning those games by 17 points. So I'm pretty comfortable with Seattle this week as as a team that can that can get it done. Yeah, that was one of mine, too. I have that one in my teaser as well. All right, third game. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And here we go. Okay. All right, so game three. So one of these teams is 27-2-1 on the teaser line in regular season games since the start of last season, since the beginning of 2012. Okay. They are playing against a team that has the worst spread record, record against the spread in the NFL this year. This team is 2-11-1 against the spread. All right. So what I'm going to say is that, and I'm going to say why before you tell me whether it's right or wrong, but I'm going to say it's Niners-Falcons because the Niners have been good for two years, and the reason the Falcons were probably bad against the spread this year is that Vegas probably thought they were decent for a while, and they weren't. And then by the time it fell apart, it was too late. So I'm going to say Niners-Falcons. Okay, your logic was right, but your teams are wrong. Okay. So you need to do a search and replace replace uh, 49ers with Broncos and replace Falcons with Texans. Oh, and it's, you're right on. Yeah, it, you know, and I had them as well, but it is that same theory, right, yeah, with the exactly. Texans. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, like Houston was a favorite for most of the season, and they just they haven't won any games. So not only have they not been covering, they just haven't been winning. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this one is um, is Denver uh, on the road at the Texans. The line is ten. Denver's minus ten. So we're going to take that down to a pick, and we're going to put in, uh, you know, take Denver just to win the game on the road. Um, I, I, a lot of things fall into place for us this week, at least in my in my thinking of this game. Dude, this is the best teaser game of all time, isn't it? I mean, this is the sort of game that makes you want to to come up with a three team tease. I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, you look at the teams, and it's like, all right, well, the you know the Broncos lost last week, so they're coming off a loss. They're still fighting, technically, still fighting for the division. I mean, the, if the Chiefs win out and the and the Broncos lose one of these next two games, they're not even going to win the division. Yeah. They're still fighting for number one seed. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to make the Broncos want to go in this week and just blow these guys out. Um, you know, last week against the Chargers, it was a division game. It was Thursday night. Chargers are kind of hot recently. And, you know, they weren't as intimidated as Peyton, with Peyton Manning and the Broncos as maybe other teams might be. Uh, and they got the job done. And I think that's a wake-up call for, um, for Denver. Uh, they're on the road. I think I don't know if Houston's a, technically a dome or a retractable roof, but the weather probably is not going to matter. Um, Case Keenum. Uh, th- I never thought this sentence would be would be would be <laughs> said, but Case Keenum is hurt, so the Texans have to go back to Matt, to Matt Cobb. <laughs> so it's like a downgrade back to their franchise quarterback. I don't know, but so he's the quarterback. And then they lost um, they lost Arian Foster earlier in the year. Then last week they lost Ben Tate. So now they're down to. 
their third string running back in quick. Can you tell me who the new starting running back for the Houston Texans? You know what? I knew it two days ago when I was doing a fantasy thing. It is uh, uh, he's, he's, he's named after a former Celtic. Uh, I don't remember his name. What's his name? Dennis Johnson. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's he's right. got 150 yards on the season. So, so yeah. So you're gonna, you know, you're looking to to have a team that's banged up, um, really just reeling. They're 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 in line for the number one seat, the number one uh, draft pick. Uh, in terms of worst record, and I, I don't know if anyone does tanking in the NFL, but <laughs> there's they really do. a player to tank for. But um, but you never know with Houston. They you know they may just be looking at that number one pick and say, hey, you know what, this season's lost. We came in as, hey, this is one of the teams that could make make a run, and they ended up being the worst in the league. So um, you know, Denver just coming off of a loss um, need needs a win to keep a buy keep the bye week, and then regular season when they're ten point uh, favorites. Since 2012, or I'm sorry, since 2012 on the teaser line, they're 27 2 and 1, and they're 11 and 1 on the road. So I, I just, I don't know. And you're right. You look at the line like, wait, I'm getting Denver just to win the game straight up. And, and you know, it's a road game, and the Broncos don't have Wes Welker, but, you know, they still have Eric Decker. They still have Demarius Thomas and Julius Thomas and Noshan Moreno, and they still have the weapons that they have I think Peyton don't Manning. have enough to get this done. They have Peyton Manning. And yeah. Of course, they have Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, the first thought is coming off of a loss, fighting still for playoff positioning against a team that's pretty much dead in the water. Um, I don't. I mean, Houston may be a value at plus 10, but I don't think they're they're anywhere close to being able to win this game straight up on the field. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So to recap your three-team teaser, you have the Seahawks minus a half to mm-hmm. over the Cardinals. You've got the Broncos pick them basically over not basically but pick them over the Texans, and you've got the Bengals plus one and a half against the Vikings. Yes, that is true. And how many? Bazaars, are you giving this three-team teaser? Okay, this week uh, I really like the Broncos game, like we said, and I really like the Seahawks game. The Bengals game, yes, it's a little bit uh, not as much of a lock as as I would hope, but I, I still think they can win. And all three of these teams are are still fighting for playoff positioning. They're all better teams. They're all favored by a lot of points. Um, playing against against uh, you know at least two of the opponents are are eliminated from the playoffs. I'm going to take this and say I'm going to give this a four bizarre rating for the week. So wow, another that's four. strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this. I like it a lot. I'm just looking for three winners, um, and I think I'm going to get them. So yeah, I'll give it four. Uh, hopefully, I'll celebrate the. Uh, Christmas holiday with uh, with a winner. With a 500 record, back to 500. <laughs> there you go. Now, two of my picks are exactly the same as yours. I have the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Like, these really good teams with, with something to play for against the bet, you know, I, I you and you're right on the money with the Seahawks being 10.5 over the Cardinals. If the Cardinals are 9-5 and five and 10.5 point dogs, that seems like it's saying something. So I have Cardinals minus one half over the, I mean, the Seahawks minus a half over the Cardinals. I've got the Broncos straight up over the Texans. And the other one I'm going with is another team that has something to play for at home over a team with nothing to play for. I got the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are nine and a half over the Raiders, so I'd mm-hmm. be getting a half point. I just like that Chargers offense, and I don't like the Raiders offense at all. Chargers defense is pretty bad. But but still that uh, you know whether it's Matt McGloin or Terrell Pryor, McGloin threw like five interceptions last week or something insane. 
So yeah, his regression happened last. Yes. Last yeah. The the mean went screaming when they saw Matt McGloin regressing toward it with with certainty, determination, and force. So I'm going with the Chargers. The other one I had that I was thinking about, you know, that I was when I was deciding between the the Chargers is the Lions at home against the Giants, mm-hmm. but because the Lions are giving up nine and a half. But there's something about the Giants that make me fearful, like uh, about like that maybe they I, and I know they're on the road with nothing to play for, but I just it wouldn't surprise me if they had one left for their coach. That's that's the only reason that I'm scared off of that one, and I took the Chargers rather than the Lions. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, um, the Giants, yeah, I, I I had that circled and and did back off just because I'm not sure. What yeah, they they could be playing for pride or they could just be cashing it in who knows but they have the talent to win whether they come with the with preparation and they're ready to play uh is another thing and the monday night game i thought was interesting the niners at home uh they'll be laying three on the teaser to the falcons um i don't know i mean it seems like the niners are, are rolling and they they need to get themselves ready for the playoffs but uh, you know if seattle wins um I, th- I think they'll lock up the division if they haven't already uh with a win on sunday the seahawks and does that mean that the niners I don't know. Does that change their outlook on how they're positioning themselves? I think they still have to win. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. They, I mean, another team, the Houston, uh, like Houston, uh, the Falcons are, are just a team that came in with some expectations that really didn't materialize at all, and they're yeah you know, they're not um, you know, they're not making any kind of move this year. They're actually eliminated from the playoffs, and it's it's uh, you know they, they could they could be walking into a blowout on on Monday night, but but you never know. So I, I left that game off. But I think the, I think the three I have are good. I like your I like your uh, two of your three I already have, but I like the third pick with the Chargers. I think that they're they're turning it on at the right time, and and they could uh, you know they can make a move. They could be in the playoffs and make yeah. a hot team that people uh, didn't see coming that have been playing well recently. So, all right, buddy. Well, I'm hoping for a a Christmas 500 record for you. Yeah, I'm 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 planning to win this week. Win on uh, week 17 and and end the season over 500. That's, yeah, that's the goal. All right. Uh, well, good luck. I wish you the best of luck, Fantasaur. Oh, thank you, sir. All right, see you, uh, buddy. Have a good holiday, bud. See, see you, man. Bye-bye. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to hold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count on your... 